What's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. If you are new here, welcome to the show. My name is Jared Hamilton. Um, I'm telling you, I have done this intro, I swear, like 20 times. I ever, I don't know what it is. Every time I keep either like stuttering real bad or like getting these like ADHD moments of like just blah, whatever it is. Um, or I'm just like, man, that sounded like ass. So, um, either way we are going to go through this and not stop and we're just going to let it roll. So if it's, if it's all sorts of fucked up, that's fine. Um, actually to be honest, I don't know why I'm wearing these headphones. I don't know if you're watching the YouTube video or not, but, um, but yeah, I don't know why I'm wearing these headphones cause I don't need them right now. But anyway, um, I'm glad you're here. So first of all, welcome to the show. Whether you're new here, if this is your first episode, my name is Jared Hamilton, and I'm glad that you're here, and I really appreciate your time. Um, but if you're also a podcast vet where you've been here all 227 episodes, I appreciate you as well, and thank you for returning. Um, I don't take your guys' attention lightly because there's a lot of places on the internet that you could be, and there's a lot of really good podcasts out there. So the fact that you're listening to mine means a lot to me, and I really, really appreciate it. So now, um, before we get too far into today's episode. Big thank you to the sponsors of the show. Sponsor number one is Flex Pro Meals. You guys know that like, like I've talked about before, my life is crazy and I run off convenience. It's cra- it's, it's all over the place. Like I thrive so much off convenience that it, it's interesting. We just moved like, like I talked about in the last episode, but I have a gym that's like 30 seconds. I'm looking where I want to make my home gym, right? Well, uh, or my, my home gym location, not a home gym, but like where I want to call home as far as, as a, as a gym. Well, um, there's a gym literally 30 seconds from my house. There's like a, a chain gym that's like right around the corner from me where like, I'm telling you I could be there in 30 seconds. It's so close. It's not my first choice, but to be honest, I might get a membership there just because it's so convenient. So that's how much my life thrives on convenience. You know what I mean? Um, I'm guessing yours is probably the same way, right? Like, like you probably don't have an excess of just spare time laying around, you know, most people have kids and school and work and life and just stuff. So it, it makes it really kind of difficult to make this whole fitness thing work sometimes because it's easy to go through drive throughs It's easy to just, you know, start over the next day. It's easy to cut corners. Well, that's one of the things that I love about flex pros. They help keep me from doing that personally. Cause like my, like right now, guys, I'm in a phase of life and business where things are just crazy. I'm traveling more than I ever have. I'm doing more in business than I ever have been doing. I've ever done. Um, we just bought a new house. Like I'm, st- we're still getting used to things like things are bonkers right now. Just being totally honest, things are all over the place. So, um, having flex pro in my fridge has been a, just no, like as no, always a game changer, just because like it keeps me from out of drive throughs It saves me time. It saves me money. Um, it keeps my goals in check. The, the food's great. It's made by a chef. It's dialed in with wherever you need your calories at the proteins there. Like it's, it's just, it's so nice to have. So big thank you to them and be sure to go check out their link below flexpromeals.com. And they did want to give my podcast listeners a discount. So if you use the code Hamilton trained, it's going to save you like 20% and it's a good amount of money. So check them out. Then the next sponsor is first form. I'm wearing one of their shirts. Um, just because like, I swear half my clothes are first form clothes <laughs> because they're like better than like under armor. It's fantastic. And they keep sending them to me, which I really appreciate. So, um, guys, I'm telling you first form is, is, is there's no other company like them, like in general, but let alone in the supplement space, supplement space is extremely unregulated. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not a huge supplement guy. Like you guys know, I'm not a big pusher of supplements or anything for that matter, but, um, like it, like it's, I'm assuming just like me, cause you, you and I are probably a lot of like, um, like things aren't perfect or, you know, like we all could use more protein. We all could eat more plants. We all could recover better. We all could sleep more. We all could, 
you know, get our stress better. Well, when you have all these things all over the place, it can leave some gaps in the, in your program. It can leave some gaps in some stuff. So a lot of times having some supplementation can be extremely beneficial. I have a video link below of all the stuff that I take. Um, but even if that's just like a really good protein powder to help keep your numbers up, or if that's like a, a joint compound to help keep your elbows and shoulders feeling good, cause mine are trashed. Um, you know, whatever it is, like it can be a multivitamin to make sure you're not missing anything. Cause you don't eat as many plants as you probably should, you know? So, um, but it's really hard to find who to trust, who's reliable, who's making the products, whose labels are accurate and things like that. What companies conduct themselves with integrity. Well, first form checks all those boxes and don't just take my word for it. You'll research for about four seconds yourself and you'll see that. And so, um, I do have a, a free priority shipping link below. So if you're into that sort of thing, definitely go click on that and check out what they have. They have literally everything you could need. So be sure and go check them out. Now, today's episode of the podcast, we are in for a really cool, a cool talk because I'm interviewing my friend and academy member, um, my 180 Academy, I should, I should specify. Um, her name's Marjorie. She is a breath of fresh air. She's an absolute amazing person. Well, the reason why I wanted her to come on the podcast, because I want her to give you some hope and I want her to hopefully maybe inspire you and show you that there is another life out there for you even if you think it's too late for you. Um, a lot of people think their situation is too far gone. And so that's why I wanted to bring on someone who can prove that's not the case. <laughs> you know what I mean? So here, here's the thing, me telling you, you can do something, me telling you all the shit I tell you, half of you don't take it seriously because I'm coach. Like you, it's like me, t- it's like your mom telling you you're pretty. It's like, mom, you're supposed to say that, you know? So I wanted to have someone come on here who has a situation probably just like yours or who's just like you, um, who has come out on the other side and their life is totally different. So that's why I wanted my friend and Academy member Marjorie to come, come on and talk about what's gone through with her, what her life looks like right now. Because like I talk about in my content, the biggest thing that I want you to take home is that the key to getting where you want to be is the inner game is your inner foundation. I know that's not sexy. I know that's not exciting, but I am here to change your life, not just hype you up because the truth is everything you struggle with, like we've talked about before has nothing to do with weight loss. If you binge eat, you can't fix that with more calorie restriction. If you know what to do, but not, but aren't doing it, a better workout plan isn't the key. If you aren't disciplined and aren't consistent, like just working harder, isn't the answer. You know what I mean? If you have a really terrible relationship with food or with a scale or with yourself, Uh, more calorie deficit doesn't fix that, right? If you're binge eating and emotionally eating, sabotaging more fitness stuff makes that stuff worse. So then the question is, what do you do? Because ironically, all those things are only triggered when you go to lose weight, right? So that's why the inner game strategies I talk about is the key. It's literally the key that unlocks your other life on the other side of this thing. So that's why I wanted Marjorie to come on because she took that and ran with it. And she is thriving on another level. She went through my 180 Academy, which is only the, it's, it's my course. If you're not familiar it's my course on only the inner game. Um, and I basically want her to show, you know, going to have her walk you through her story, her struggles and her triumphs on how she's living on a whole nother wavelength because she's fixed her inner game issues and she is absolutely happy. So, uh, I'm going to get her on the line. I hope you enjoy today's episode. I will talk to you in just a second. How are things? Things, Jared, are really good. Spring is here. The weather's improving. Uh, Life is good. I was thinking the other day about your comment about how life is always chaos. And that is very, very true. Mm -hmm. But once you acknowledge that and accept it, um, you go with the flow and it's great. I One of my favorite sayings is, the glass is neither half empty nor half full. The point is the glass is refillable. Yeah. Oh, I love that. 
That's, right? that's, I love that. That's, that's such so a good one. And so that's kind of my attitude towards life. So yeah, it's good. It's funny, along those lines, uh, I can't remember who it was I was studying along this stuff, um, authors around these things, they were basically saying like uh, emotions even out of themselves are neither negative or positive. It's the meanings, meanings we associate with them. Because even like, let's say death, right? Let's say a loved one passes away, but like, and we're sad, but like the only reason we're sad is because we had a good life with them. It's why like people aren't sad when like murderers die. Cause like, yay, they're gone. They're not <laughs> doing bad things anymore. But like when grandma and grandpa die, you know, yeah. it's like, so is it's, is the negative act or is the emotion actually bad? Or is, is there such things as negative emotions or are they just emotions? Then we assign meanings to things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But. And it's cultural and familial and historical and experience and, uh, yeah, but that's me talking. So as I say to my kids, I'm old and wise now. Uh, so <laughs> looking, looking back on it, <laughs> I'm probably it. the I oldest client that you guys have actually. I don't know. So. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to say the least, but like, it's, it's crazy. Cause a lot of people think like when it comes to changing and transforming and stuff like, like it's, they're too far gone or too late, but it's like, all you, all you are is one perspective shift away from a whole new life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I got divorced around. I don't know, 51-ish, I guess. And that was when I discovered weight training. Mm. And I had never been weight training until then. Sure. And uh, yeah, so I, I've spent these last, sorry, closing up other things around oh, my good. computer. Clo um, it, it, was, it was wonderful. I just wish I'd discovered it sooner. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 amazing the whole the whole gambit is well, uh, but I'm super glad that we could do this because the reason I wanted to get you on is because see when I it's like when when the coach shows like someone can do something like everyone's like you're the coach you're supposed to say that it's kind of like when like you know if my mom says I look nice it's like mom I could have a thumb growing out my forehead and you're gonna say <laughs> I look nice so but when it's someone else it's like one of my favorite things to do is get someone like like uh, like a client that's been crushing and doing really well. And then talk, just come on the podcast and talk about it because it gives so much hope and people literally be like, well, Jared, you always say this. And I, but I'm always, they were always, people are like, well, you're always going to say that or like, well, I, but, but my situation is different. But when someone comes on who's exactly like them, who has the same story or the same background or a worse scenario, and it gives so much hope to other people listening. And that's why, um, with how much you've been just crushing it. Uh, I wanted to get, just have a conversation about That's it. That's nice of you to say I've been crushing it because I don't always feel like I'm crushing it. Yeah. Uh, here's how I'm crushing it though. Here's what 180 Academy did for me. <laughs> My background was, I started lifting weights, fell in love with it. Had a real life trainer. He was great. Taught me my way around the weight room. Awesome. He moved got another trainer. Life with her was great. She had zero nutritional background mm -hmm. and I was getting strength happening, but man, was I packing on the pounds mm. because I was eating more because I was hungry all the time. Sure. So that didn't work. So then I went to my first trainer that got me into my fitness pal and macros and all of that sort of stuff. And that went really, really well, except I reached a point where I, I stalled and I wasn't I wasn't compliant and things weren't moving. And he actually said to me, Oh, I think you have an eating disorder. You should see a therapist. No. <laughs> and, and I don't know if we really had this talk, Jared, but you know, I've got a couple of university degrees, a great job. I, I like to think that I'm fairly sure. well read, all the rest of it. And I was crushed when he said that to I me. Bet. I, thought, so I thought, do I? 
maybe I do. I, I need to look this up. Like I, 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 like it just kind of made everything in my world shift. And you think, and I see this with other people in our community on Facebook, we all know what to do. It, it's not rocket science, right? but we all have different pieces of the puzzle and it's trying to figure it all out together. And so then uh, for a bunch of reasons, I finished with that trainer and with another trainer, amazing woman, loved my program, things are going well, but again, the compliance wasn't there. And I was reaching the end of my time with her and I was in your 3M training, I think it was back mm -hmm. in January. And I don't know if you remember this, but you shared or, or, or somehow the conversation turned around to cravings. And I shared how, you know, I eat healthy, I, I do so well, and then a craving hits me. Mm -hmm. And I have a very specific craving, very specific candy, a very specific potato chip, a very specific dip. And my trainer at the time said, oh, you just don't keep any of that in the house. Ugh. And I was like, are you Worst kidding me? I'm a grown-ass woman. I get in my car and I drive and I buy it. Yeah. I think the house isn't going to stop me. Yeah. And you said, you go to the gas station or the convenience store or whatever every day. And you every buy the smallest day. little packet. Do you know how hard it was to find the packet? They all sell the big-ass thousand-calorie oh, yeah. packets, right? It's so hard to find them. And so every day I was going and I was buying my little my little packet of it was Maynard's Peaches. Because that was as close as what my craving was. And 230 calories. And my trainer has access or had access to my fitness pal, my, my account, my fitness pal. And so she's like, Marjorie, like, what are you doing? Why are you eating all this junk every day? Like these Maynard's peaches days after day after day. After all day. this junk, fucking 200 calories. Get out of here. <laughs> and I did not have the balls to say to her, this is what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And you know how my fitness pal has that quick ad function? I started doing that instead. So mm. I just started in putting the 230 calories. That's and awesome. And my contract with her finished and, and it was all good. That was a magical conversion, though, when you told me that. Because that worked with the whatever that Neanderthal-based part is of my brain. It got me past that concept of restriction and yeah. scarcity and retrained me because, of course, as many of us, that childhood mm -hmm. uh, treats to feel better, treats on Friday night. You turn into an adult and go, woohoo, I have my own paycheck, no parents around. I'm going to eat, eat whatever I want every <laughs> yep, day. Yep. And I did. And 15 years later, in an unhappy marriage later, the pounds started packing on. And by then, all that emotional eating for a bunch of reasons isn't great. So you taught me that for free. And you taught me the habit tracker for the 3M habits for free. And that was another game changer because yeah. we all tend, like, like not, not just the magic of it being one, you know, three mind, mouth, movement habits, but when people I see converting it into a calorie format, I'm like, no, 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 that's the trap I fall into because your mind immediately goes to weekdays and weekend. Yep. You got to look at it a 10 day spread. And that immediately tells you at the end of 10 days, Am I hitting seven out of 10? Because we all know the magic is eight out of 10 and above. Yep, yep, yep. And if you're consistently hitting 10 out of 10, oh, time to change your habit. You know, go for something that stretches you a little bit. And thinking every day is Thursday. So when I finished that and I talked with your team about, you know, coaching with you, and because you offer it all, right? Like mm -hmm. you offer everything. And we were going through it and I was like, you know, I'm feeling good about what I'm doing in the gym. I'm feeling good about my, my, nutrition I know how to set my macros I know how to cut I know how to gain I know how to maintain all that 
I didn't know the mind game. It's just this one piece, right? This one piece that yep. was missing. It just it was like, oh, it was like that. It was like I was playing a video game and I just couldn't get past that level, right? I needed mm-hmm. the cheat code. I needed mm-hmm. the walkthrough. And the 180 Academy was it. And That's I just devoured it. I just went through it and through it and through it and through it and through it. And yeah. So one of the things I did after that ended and I was, I'd started the 180 with you was I put, I mean, it was ended with the other coach I was with. I realized that I'd been trying to diet or I'd been in a diet mentality, albeit unsuccessful for the most part for two years. So even though I was going away for holidays and I would track or whatever, in my mind, I was still in this diet mentality. So the first thing I did is I put myself into maintenance for two weeks. Holy cow, was that ever liberating? (laughs) Yeah. I I couldn't even half the time eat all the calories, but it was mentally liberating because I was no longer in this diet mindset and thinking, I'm smart. Why am I such a failure? Why can't I do this? What is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Why why am I frustrated and failing and such a loser at this game? And the maintenance was great. And then I went into a very modest caloric deficit and taking the lessons from 180. And and another one that really, really was transformational for me was journaling. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) It's like the calorie deficit for your mind. It's like, it's, 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 it's crazy. And you were the first person, like, I don't, like to think that I'm thick in the mind, but maybe I am because people have talked to me about journaling for so long, but everybody looks at it from a different point of view. And some people, they want the journaling prompts and the way you put it together, nailed it for me. Mm. No journaling prompts. Personally, I use scraps of paper throughout the house and they immediately go on the shredder. My writing is illegible. And I think somebody saying, no, don't, don't, don't do it on your phone. You have to get, yep. you know, pen and paper and scribble it out. The writing's illegible, and I'm just going through it and through it and through it and through it. And people will talk about it being a brain dump. But you were the first person, and I've, you know, been following people on Instagram and trainers and all that sure. for years now. You were the first person, Jared, who actually illustrated how you do it mm. and the process you go through and you've done that a number of times. You've given examples. All right. So I think I'm feeling kind of sad today. I'm not really sure why. Like, why am I sad? What happened? Well, this happened. And how does that make me feel? And you just pour it all out and out and out and out. And I've been meditating for a long time. And that was great for my blood pressure. But oh, the yeah. journaling is what was a, was like the trifecta of the journaling, the 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 habit tracking, the um Getting my like eating that same treat every day till I got to the point where oh, I, you know, I really don't care if I have it. Let's and it doesn't, doesn't trick me, and it's not something I, I reach for. Not to say that I still don't, um, I'm not going to say I emotionally eat. I mean, I'm not, of course, I'm not perfect, but I still will go and enjoy those things. Sure. But I have them mindfully, yeah. might be over my calories for that particular day. But I'm at the 80% mark and above. I love that. I love and the that. magic is happening, right? I love that. That's amazing. Well, we're emotional creatures, right? Like that's the thing is too many people are like, they're, they're t- trying to, too many, the issue is a lot of the content around this in the space and like the weight loss space of like emotional eating and stuff is it forgets the fact that we're emotional creatures. And it's like, no, just get it out of the house because food, food is fuel. I'm like, we're not fucking robots or mice in a lab. <laughs> we're literally emotional motherfuckers. So like trying to tell an emotional population to not be emotional 
when we're like driven by our emotions. It's how we buy things. It's how we choose to socialize the way we do to say, don't be emotional and just use food as fuel. I'm like, you're full of shit. Get the fuck out. So that's why like this has to, we can't remove the emotional piece of it. We just can't suppress with food. That's the difference. We can't suppress the emotions. You know, we have to be emotional, but Yes. Uh, and I love food and I love to cook. As and you should. Was, one of my other challenges was uh, that the first, uh, you know, actual trainer that I hired was like, do you want me to put together a meal plan for you? And it was absolutely, you know, the, the, the stereotypical chicken, rice, broccoli mm. sort of thing. Bodybuilder like, vibes. Yeah, no, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. No, no, can't do that. Um, there's, there's, there's way more in my, in my rainbow of food options than, mm-hmm. than those things and the socializing and the celebration, like our, like when you think of so many cultures, I, I think all cultures, all of them. Yeah. Build, build celebration of community around food. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the breaking of the bread, the sharing of the wine, yeah. the, the, the plates in front of us. So how do you incorporate that? But the emotional part of it is, is absolutely key. And the other thing I've been thinking of is, uh, what the obstacle is that a person faces changes over time. Mm. So, so for me, when I first started, it was just minor caloric deficit, uh, tracking my food. And when you're significantly overweight, those minor changes, it comes off really quickly. Right. But I think one of the reasons I stalled was because I, I hadn't addressed that emotional aspect of it and enough weight had come off that I was no longer going to be, uh, and I hadn't created those habits and I hadn't right. addressed the emotional leading. No, I love that. I, that, that, that makes such a difference. See, so I'm curious. So for you, what was the biggest, like, like what was the what was the moment for you where it was like, okay, there's more to this than just the physical. Like, like that, that's the problem. Like I see most people, it's like, whenever I do talks on this stuff, I'm like my only thing, whether you, whether anyone ever pays me a dime, I just want everyone to realize the key is the inner game. The key is the inner game. I don't care whether you go through the Academy or not, or if you, whatever, yeah. I just, I, I just want you to realize and be so convicted that like, okay, the key is the inner game. Where did that happen for you? I don't want to admit to this because because I'm a woman filled with pride. That hit me a number of years ago. That probably hit me four years ago, three, four years ago. And I was searching and searching and searching and frustrated and feeling like a failure because the people I hired, the professionals I spoke to, they all talked about the inner game, but nothing. Nothing that they were suggesting to me was resolving my issues. Uh, being accountable, I was accountable, but I wasn't compliant. Sure. Why wasn't I compliant? Because I was emotionally eating, you know, and, and I was I was not having the eighty percent success of sure. compliance over the course of a week. So why was I emotionally eating? Why couldn't you just stop? Because being told to. When you have a craving, go outside for a walk, um, you know, or, or you know, <laughs> interrupt worst. that cycle, right? All those things, and I would, I would do all of that, but the craving didn't go away. And and as you Probably know, got it worse. Got worse. It would just build over time. So then you end up having potato chips dip and jelly beans for dinner. So you don't go over your calories too much. You're not really hungry. I mean, I mean, you're hungry, but not overly hungry. 
And I never felt shame over that. I always owned it. And it wasn't necessarily a case of the fuckets, but if it was, but that was an emotional response of eating to whatever was going on in my life at the time. And it could be, you know, work, kids, personal issues, whatever. But I would sit there and go, wow, I'm, I'm fucking pathetic. Like, why can I not deal with this? What am I doing wrong? I meditate. I do the walk. I do the gym. Why are other people able to resolve these issues and I can't? And so when you ask me, when did that start? Like, I've known about it for a long, long time. Sure. The question is, how come nobody else tells us what these answers are, Jared? Mm. And, and to be honest with you, I don't know either. Like, literally, like, 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 that's the thing. It's why, like, I get so, like, to be honest with you, I knew I was on to something because I, I don't like, I talk about the fire pit moment a lot where like, and then I was scared to start talking about this stuff, like this inner game mesh with weight loss because like no one talks about it or no one talks about it at a, at a, at a tactical and practical level. And then I felt totally out of my realm and it's totally yes. get, like different in, especially in the, 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 the diet culture that I, that I, I I'm in. Right. Well, we're all um, in. right, yeah. right, right. But like, even like, especially professionally, I'm like, fuck, I've got all these other coaching colleagues who would think I'm crazy. They think I'm like, like I'm getting told, stay in your own lane, stop yes. talking about yes. that. Um, but I'm like, no, there, there's a space no one's talking about because you have like inner work way over here, like therapy, mindfulness, inner game stuff, ther- uh, journaling, meditation, and you got diet culture. And it's like, and where it hit me hardest was I, I started, I noticed this before we had like a specific system. I noticed this with clients first. I was like, wait, I got all these people come in to, to do coach with me and the team. Um, but like their issues aren't weight loss, but all these issues like binging, emotional eating, sabotage, all this stuff. I'm like it's triggered by weight loss, but we can't fix it with more weight loss. Like if someone no. binge eats, I can't say restrict your calories more. So I'm like, okay, what do we need to do? And then I knew I was onto something when therapists started hiring me. Like that was when, that was like, that was I, I, like, honest, honest to God, I feel like my, my like universal sign. Cause I was like, fuck, I'm not supposed to do this. I was a lot of internal resistance. And I'm like, I, this is not where I should be at. I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm like, I don't know. Am I out of my realm? But then all of a sudden therapist after therapist after therapist started hiring me. And I'm like, wait a second. There's something, and, and, and it was working. And I'm like, there's something here. So I dug it deeper, dug it deeper, started studying all these gurus with all this stuff even more. And then all of a sudden there are these cases like this where it's like, where, cause what we're doing, like with the food relationship stuff with like going to the gas station every day, all this stuff, we're developing new neural pathways. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and so I'm like, wait a second. So we got to teach the, the, the body teaches the mind what to think. So we got to force the brain into realizing nothing bad's going to happen. Cause I, cause the thing with half of this is like that we talk about like the fear of heights, right? Like in the reason you've been so successful is you've been coachable number one, but then you have been a professional executor. You just say, I, I don't, I, I'm going to do it. And even, and even in the past with like with other coaches, that's what you've done. You just didn't have the right answers, but you're like, I'll do whatever you say. I'll fucking do it. It just hasn't worked out. But because you've trusted the process and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gas station every day and have the food that I struggle with. I'm going to, every time I want to emotionally eat, I'm going to journal instead or all these different things. It's because you've put in the work and done that. But then, and then because all the good shit happens, the, your body realized you're not going to die. And then you have irrefutable proof in front of you. Then your brain goes, okay, we're good. It's crazy. And your sleep gets better. And you're happier yeah. and then you start moving more and then everything kind of starts going click, 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 click. I have one funny thing to tell you about going yeah. to the gas station and buying the treats because you say, you know, do it for 30 days every day. or how long, do it every day. So after day, whatever, 
it was getting hard to find those little packets. <laughs> I would go to like four different convenience stores, whatever, couldn't find them. And I ended up at, you know, five miles away to London Drugs. And they had 11 of them in a box on sale. And that was all they had. And I thought, I don't want, I don't want to be coming back here every day. Like, right. can I do it? Can I do it? And I bought all 11 of them and I put them in a box and I put them in the cupboard. And I was far enough along in the process then that I would have one every day and I didn't, That's I didn't awesome. go and overindulge. And I laughed and laughed. And as I was going through them, I was like, oh, do I have to eat another packet today? Ugh. Right. You know, and it's, it's really, really funny. Or, and that has allowed me now to be at the stage of where, where I do want something. Um, I'll think to myself, is this a craving? Am I, am I restricting myself on this? Is just, is this just a, is this a temporary response to something that's going on that I should, you know, kind of think about and process? see if I still want it tomorrow. Mm. Now, see if I still want it tomorrow. And people talk about that. But see if I still want it tomorrow only works when you're at this level. Yeah, that's an advanced tactic. Absolutely. That's an advanced tactic, right? You can't be in the cycle of all this emotional eating and doing those things. And so I think that's part of what some of the the industry professionals get wrong is is they teach some of that stuff and it's out of order because it doesn't, it doesn't, work for all, you know, you you have to do these things in the right, in Mm -hmm. the right. Well, and that's why like, like, I I think a lot of the, the, well, it's two sides. I think a lot of the industry advice around this stuff is fucking trash where it's like, Oh, I'm, I want, I, uh, I don't like the the whole concept of, I don't need that is like my biggest pet peeve in the world. That's a whole nother tangent. But the, but especially with the food relationship stuff, like, um, with, with you get the trigger foods out of the house or all this stuff. It's like, there's so much backed up that has a problem with that. The fact that like we're labeling foods as trigger foods and expecting you to have great relation. It'd be like, it'd be like, me just calling McCall instead of calling my wife baby or Shelby, what I usually call my wife, either baby or her name, but you might be calling her bitch and then expecting to have a great relationship. Hey bitch, will you yeah. go make me a sandwich? Yeah. Hey bitch, will you go, will you go grab my keys out of my backpack? Like I could be the most kind hearted husband, but there's a whole different level of meanings. If I say, Hey baby, could you go grab me my water bottle real quick? Cause I'm a little bit busy versus Hey bitch, could you go grab me my water bottle? Cause I'm a little yeah. bit busy. Like, yeah. and then expecting to have a good relationship. But then, especially with the food stuff, most people stop at that. They go get the foods out of the house and that's it. And it's like, that's like the most avoidance answer ever. But that's the problem with all this stuff. Like you see people that that's like their game plan or it's like, we'll just be more mindful. It's like, well, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, like, well, just what, listen to your body. Like, no, my body wants me to binge eat. That's an, that is an intuitive response. Your intuition is just fucked. So that's why we have to take a step back and overhaul all of this. Even if that means taking a break from traditional weight loss. Now for, for, for you, did you notice one of the things I was wanting to ask you, did you notice because you, you fix you at the foundational level, right? Like, cause you don't just like fix your relationship food. You're, you're changing your stress responses, you, how you view yourself, your ability to show up for yourself. You're these high level things. Now, have you noticed other areas in your life are better now? Yes. 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 So it's tax time. (laughs) Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. I just hate having to deal with that. And it was really funny because I don't know how many days ago I was, I ended up journaling about that next morning when I woke up, went, yeah, whatever. Pulled all together, sent it off, done. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's like the. I don't know how it is for other people. For me, 
I don't, I don't think I even appreciated the, I'm going to call it anxiety. Like I, yeah. like some of these words, like when we talk about binging, craving, trigger foods, emotional eating, those are very impactful words. Sure. And I'm not sure that they mean like disorders, like eating disorders. I'm not sure that we're all talking the same language because right. I, think I don't think we are either. Right. So, so uh, talking like anxiety, I don't, I, I don't take that word lightly, but buzzing in my brain and when you start putting these things into play, just like your body just kind of sighs and relaxes. Mm-hmm. And like I said, your sleep is better. Your quality of life is better. You're handling stressors more easily. Which is everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Going back to you saying life is chaos. That 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 never changes. But how do you right. address these things? And I was thinking about, because I, I think part of my challenge has been that I'm an overthinker, which is probably why some of these because I I laughed when you said to me oh I, I'm coachable I just do what I was told obviously I fucking didn't because otherwise I would have been compliant <laughs> and lost all that weight so thank you for saying that but I, I'm not sure I well, at least you did it when you got to me though like when, when you like you execute like a motherfucker on my end like <laughs> <laughs> why do you think so um where was where was I where was I going with that oh I know what I was going to say was I think it's important to be aware that you don't substitute one coping mechanism that's unhealthy for another unhealthy coping mechanism. Mm. And so I've been kind of mindful, mindful of that because shit, life be so much easier if it came with a manual. It's really hard to, you know, I am 58 years old and to think that I'm now getting all this stuff together in my life is it's, 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 pretty interesting. And to be honest though, most people I see the vast majority take this to their grave. Like, could you imagine another 20, 30 years, never making progress in this and being stuck still? You know what I mean? Like that's a long time to, to, to like, like even like a lot of people will do, they're like, Oh, I'm in my, I'm like 59, I'm 60. Fuck. It's like, I think, I mean, I still think, I mean, that's like, you're, you just bought 30 more quality years of your life is what Absolutely. you did. Absolutely. And know? I was actually, I was quoting you this morning to one of my coworkers. Uh-oh. Did you say I, fuck? No, 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 no. Oh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> so we were talking about, um, I, I was quoting about one of your recent chats where you said, when you started your own business and yeah. you had unsuccessful people wanting to give you advice, mm. why would you take business advice from somebody who's not successful in business? Why would you take weight loss or healthcare advice from somebody who's not successful in that? And I have a number of friends, particularly males, who are obese, mm. um, have tried different things. And I work really hard. And I, you, you know me well enough to know it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut and not give gratuitous advice. Because I just watch them try and fail, try and fail, try and fail. And I'm like, baby, you just keep on trying and either you'll figure it out or you'll be open to having a heart to heart talk with me Mm -hmm. about kind of what options are. Because there's that other idea that you have. You, you can't, you know, people don't, when the, when, what is that saying? When the people is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. So I I see people thinking, well, I'm just going to do intermittent fasting. And I said to my friend, okay, and and then what? Oh, well, then I'll just eat healthy afterwards. Yeah, and I was doesn't... like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, right. I mean, I didn't say it doesn't work. And in my You're mind, nicer I'm, than I am. I would have been like, okay, <sighs> you're fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. You haven't changed the habits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But, but 
people have got to want to do that themselves. Yeah. And it's it's hard. But yes, we have an entire society of of this and mm-hmm. and interesting to see with our kids and the language we use with children and the restrictive language, the celebratory language. Well, it's it's funny you bring that up. So I had a case the other day on a call. Um it wasn't even the restrictive language. It was a restrictive behavior. And this is what happened. The lady was applying for coaching. So we were talking and she's like, Jared, I listened to all your stuff. I don't restrict. I don't do this. Um, and I know exactly what to do. And I was like, I, she's like, I even teach my kids this. Like I even teach my kids what you, what you talk about. And then my, my daughter called me out and she's like, okay, mommy, you say I can, you can have cake, but why aren't you having cake with me? Her daughter literally like, the, the mom was saying her, the stuff and the, and, and the, 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 the little five-year-old, it was like her birthday. And she's like, no, honey, it's okay to have cakes. Cause she's like, I don't want to teach my kids, you know, this restrictive stuff, but she's like, but the mom doesn't practice what she preaches or it's like parenting yeah. things are caught, not taught. So she's like her five-year-old called her out. She's like, so why aren't you having cake? Why don't you have pasta with us? And the mom's like, like, what do you do? You know, like, and, and then that's <laughs> now it's, yeah, yeah. Kids are smart little fuckers. Like, uh, so do you think, do you think she was, do you think she, it was a disconnect for her that she uh, truly thought she was engaging and, and participating? I think there is a level of, uh, and I, I think there's a level of unconscious restriction. I think there's such a stigma around weight loss where someone's like, yeah, I'm going to, everything's okay in moderation. Right. They're, that they say that to themselves, but then their actions, they still unconsciously avoid sugar. They unconsciously only yeah. eat chicken and rice or they won't have wine. They're only drinking water or whatever the case is. It's why like, uh, I think it's in the craving module, either the craving or the food relationship module in the Academy. I talked about, uh, I said, I want you to go out of your way to have the food you want. Like, yes. like, cause otherwise, because we we're, we've been so indoctrinated into bullshit diet culture too often, um, too often people will unconsciously restrict. They're like, yeah, I know they like consciously, they know they can have anything they want, but unconsciously they're still buying everything fat free, no carbs and only blandless chicken. And they don't put cheese on anything. You know what I mean? I I was invited. I was tagged. uh, I don't know. One of my Facebook friends is doing a 20 day sugar free. I fucking hate that. And they tagged me and old me would just have scrolled on by new me responded. Basically. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Are you fucking kidding me? Have you looked at me in the light that I lead? I would That's never awesome. give up sugar. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's 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 no. That isn't that is going to happen. Or another one I was thinking about going back to the diet culture in terms is we the idea of having three meals a day plus a snack. Mm. And I was thinking that, that whole I was thinking about that whole word snack. That like I don't think about a snack. Right. I eat food throughout the day. Yep. And some are in bigger quantities and some are in smaller quantities. But I don't I don't label this uh consumption of food at this time of the day as a snack. Mm. And I was thinking, and why don't I? And I think part of me is because that's the whole after school snack or the mm. pre-bedtime snack. And so does that mean certain food is eaten or not eaten or whatever? Like I I pretty much just eat when I'm hungry. I yeah. Think. And, and and go from there. But I don't want to think about foods as snack foods. Like to right. me, it's just food. I worry more about am I eating my calories mm-hmm. and am I getting my protein in? Yeah. It's it's interesting the meanings we automatically associate with. Like if I said what's breakfast food, everyone goes bacon, eggs, uh hash browns and pancakes and waffles. Versus like, or I would go to my grandma, we'd go to my grandma's little, we go to my grandma's house and for dinner, and she's like, We're having breakfast for dinner. 
And it's and it was because she wanted to make pancakes and yes. bacon and yes. um, you know biscuits and gravy and all that stuff. But it, but it's yeah. like it's funny like we have that it, you know not that it's a good or a bad thing, but like we have all these associations with food. We do, it, and it goes back to like um, like the good food, bad food, cheap food, non. It's like there's so much when we start moralizing it with meanings. Like these are good food and bad food. This is my diet food and not food. Uh, or my, my normal food. Um, or now like when, like you'll see like in like the, the diet aisle at the store, there's lots of guilt free. It's like, well, that implies we need guilt over here, you know? Exactly. So like these, but these things with through repetition of unconscious patterns, it's no wonder people have horrendous relationships with food. Cause imagine exactly. if we had all of these things going on, but it was with your partner. Like this is for when this is the partner away is away kit. This is the yes, whatever. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like if I had a cheat day with my wife, it doesn't mean I can go fuck the mailman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like right. it's, it, yeah. if we put this on the same playing yeah. field as everywhere else in our life, it wouldn't make sense. So then it makes, makes like me question, like, then why are we doing this with food and with weight loss and with transformation and these kinds of things, you know? And that's another interesting thing. The idea of a cheat meal. Yeah. You and I have talked about and I totally subscribe to this. I don't believe in calling it a cheat meal. No. And for all the reasons that you just addressed. And I also treat every day as Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yes. I love the, right? yeah, that's, that's my right? favorite right there. And I remember when, you know, years ago when I did Weight Watchers, I can't remember what day weigh-in was. It might've been, it doesn't matter. But the next day, I was like, oh, and I'd go to town and I'd just eat whatever I wanted because I had a whole other week before before in weigh-in came in. And so there's that sort of mentality about your check-in day and, and being really loosey-goosey the next day or the whole weekday weekends. And, uh, you know, whereas no, every day is Thursday. Yeah. Yes, we have special occasions, but just every every day is Thursday and, mm -hmm. and treat it that way as we go along. Yeah, we have to really take a step back and look at all the meanings we have associated with our language or with like uh, with anything. Like if you put cake in front of me, or um, not me, but let's say in front of a normal person, right? Like because I'm a weird psycho. Um, they yeah, say that's yeah. bad. Who, who we know and love, but that's right, okay. Right. But they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. say they'll say that's that's bad. Or that's yes. not weight loss food or whatever, yes. but it's, but there's so much wrong with that. And it's no wonder you're now held, held captive by results you generate in that state or that you, that there's things you can't enjoy. That that's, that's the problem because then if you, this is the hard part. <clears throat> if you achieve in that state of that, of fuckery, if you achieve the weight loss with shitty food relationships while sabotage is happening somehow while binging, well, now you're held captive by your results. Cause if you starved yourself to get to, or gave up wine and date night to lose your 30 pounds or whatever, well, now in your brain, you're like, fuck, I have to do this to keep it up forever. And then you'll eventually break yes. and rebound like a motherfucker, you know? Which is why so many bikini competitors in the bodybuilding community end up having eating disorders because their relationship yeah. with their food is so poor, which brings me to another interesting topic is uh, the number of, of people I know, including my doctor, who look at me and go, well, but you look really great. So why are you dieting? Why are you trying to lose weight? And, and, and I always say, oh, you know, thank you for telling me that I look great. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, but this isn't necessarily the body shape that I want. Mm -hmm. So I still have, I still have goals and changes I want sure. to make. Uh, and who are you comparing me to? So, <laughs> right. right. Because that's, and that's a big part of it. Do I compare myself to others? I hope not, but you know, People don't always appreciate, especially women, they think of fat loss, weight loss, and just fitting into a smaller size of clothing. 
Whereas I think of it more as uh, measurements. Yeah. And, you know, I want I want more shapely uh, glutes yep. or I want my quads to be more defined or I want like for, for me, when I started strength training and I started getting some traps, I was like, oh, that is so flipping sexy. I love it. <laughs> I love so, it. So, so for me, and I don't really have this conversation with people, but for me, I'm like, well, yeah, part of the reason I want to lose more, more. Uh, inches is because this fall I want to go into a game phase and put on muscle mass yeah. because I want to reshape my body. Yeah, people, the the, the general populace doesn't understand that conversation. Right. They don't right. understand the conversation that you can shape your body and, and have muscle mm-hmm. growth. All they know is weight loss or being obese. Well, so this is a, a big. Th- uh, I, bl- I think I may have talked about this in the um, either the sabotage module or the identity module. Whereas this is this. I'm really glad you brought that up because the problem is if we take on the identity of a dieter, which when you have the identity of a dieter, you're not open to gaining muscle. You're not open to getting strong. You're not open to maybe a maintenance phase while you go through a rough time in life where you're not. You know things aren't conducive for fat loss. Whatever. Um, but the problem is if we have the, our identities are a dieter, like I was speaking with someone the other day, um, she, she was applying for coaching and she was telling me about her history with like, uh, like weight watchers. And I go, so what? And I asked her, I said, has anyone ever taught you how to like keep the weight off once you lose the weight? And she goes, uh, I thought you just keep dieting. That's what weight watchers told me. Oh. And it's like, you just keep taking calories and points lower. And I'm like, that's the worst exit. I said, how do you feel about that for an exit strategy? And she's like, terrible, but it's all I know. I go, okay, we're, we're going to fix that. But that yes. gets the problem is when yeah. this is a big reason for sabotage. Um, and hopefully some people's eyes open when I say this is if your identity is a dieter and let's say your goal is to lose the 50 pounds and you lost your 50 pounds and now you don't need a diet, but your identity is a dieter, you will unconsciously gain the weight back to find a reason to diet again. So this is the, this is one of the biggest issues whenever like we take on people who have been dieting, they're what I call part of the dieting for decades club. We've got to do so <laughs> much work around the identity because you have to, cause the mind psychology teaches us that the mind craves the familiar. Well, you've got decades of familiarity around struggle with weight loss and you're always on a diet. If I walk to any, anywhere in my city and I bet if I went to nine out of t- every 10th person are on a diet right now, Right. If I went to Walmart right now or the store and I'm like, hey, are you on a diet? Raise your hand if you're on a diet. Everyone would go raise their hand because everyone's on a diet perpetually, but no one gets results or they lose a little bit of weight. They gain it back because psychology teaches us that our our unconscious mind protects our identity. So if you have the identity of a dieter or a fat piece of shit or whatever these fucked up identities are, now you have a new reality that like, let's say your identity is I'm unworthy and you make some money and lose some weight. Well, that is totally goes against that. So now you're going to find a reason to sabotage it. And this is a big cycle. Why everyone's stuck in a cycle. Yes, yes, yes. Recognizing what, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely agree. It's absolutely crazy. Agree. And that was why, or part of the reason when I was going through all of that thinking, why am I the odd duck out? Why do none of these suggestions from all these people work for me? Uh, like I said, I never felt the shame, but I was like, why am I a failure? Why am I a failure? Why can I not do this? What is wrong with me? How am I broken? what is wrong with my identity? How do I see myself? And, you know, that, that was, I felt very, um, alone. Mm. I felt very alone in that world. Yeah. Because it didn't, I, I, it was like, I wasn't speaking the right language. Yeah. It's crazy. It makes a huge difference. It really, really, really does. Yeah. 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 Let me ask, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry, No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Go ahead. 
No, I can't remember what it's going to say now. Okay. <laughs> um, well, one thing I was wanting to hear your your opinion on. Um, I know my opinion on it, but and I'm sure we have a similar one. But I'm curious your your specific thoughts. The biggest pushback I I get when I'm talking to people about these things, like or like say they're ready to lose weight because they've been trying to lose weight as fast as possible for like ever. Um, and we're I'm like, you know, we need to take a step back. You need to get your inner game in check. We got to fix you know relationships with food, relationships with yourself, all that stuff. And this happens every time they go well. I'll do that after I lose the weight or like I'm in a really such a hurry. I'll, I'll like focus on the inner game stuff after I lose it. Cause I really need to get into a smaller pant size or I've got a vacation coming up and they're, they want to separate it. What are your thoughts on that? I think we are all afraid of therapy and we're all afraid of cognitive behavior therapy. And we're all afraid of facing the inner work because you know what? It is fucking hard. Yeah. And we don't want to have to turn that big, bright spotlight onto the inner workings of our mind and deal with whatever shit is there. It's time consuming. It's emotionally draining. uh, It's enlightening. You can no longer be in denial. You have to face it. You have to deal with it. And it's so much easier to think, oh, this is a very narrow subject. I'm going to eat certain foods for a certain period of time and go to the gym so many times yeah. a week. I'm going to lose the weight. And that's what it takes to do it. And all this, all this, you know, airy-fairy, mushy-gushy emotional stuff over here, I'll deal with that another day. Yeah. It's why people stay in crappy marriages. It's yeah. the exact same reason. The, yeah. the, 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 the familiarity is comfortable and addressing issues takes effort. And our psyche is afraid of change. Yeah. And and we 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 change is scary. Change is hard. Uh, no, and absolutely. I don't know. So does that square away with your thoughts on? Yeah. It? No, absolutely. Like. Idea? Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Because uh, I th- I think it's like people forget. And it's and usually followed by this is when people go, well, I don't, I don't want just inner game progress. I want fat loss progress. But the problem is we're all, we're talking about the same thing. Like, uh, it's why I give the analogy of, um, like if you were having a custom home built, like let's say that was your dream to build this, whatever specific house out in the country or whatever. And you're having a team of builders do their thing. And you go on every day to check on it because you're getting excited, but because it's a big house, you're gonna have a freaking huge foundation, Right. But you wouldn't be upset and go, oh, they've, well, they haven't started on my house. They've only started on the foundation. It's like, no, last time I checked, foundations are part of houses. Yeah, the foundation might be under the dirt, but it's rather important if you ask me, right? Um, But you don't separate, but no one would separate. You'd be like, oh, no, they laid the footers today. Oh, they added more uh, cinder block walls. Oh, no, they added the, all the rebar that goes in the foundation. Okay, now they're getting ready to put walls up like you in, in excitement. But in the world of weight loss, people go, oh, I haven't lost any, or, or the, let's say your hairstylist goes, oh my gosh, you look so great. Have you lost weight? And then you go, no, I've only quit binge eating. I, I guess I recognize <laughs> sabotaging patterns. And you know what? I'm not, don't feel guilty when I go over my calories anymore, but no, I haven't lost any weight. And they say that in a negative way because most people separate weight loss progress and inner work progress. But, but when you're like, not to sound really, really negative, but when you're in a really bad situation and you're doing all the binging, the sabotage, the emotional eating, all that stuff, like you're in a really bad spot and inner work progress is always fat loss progress. It's like when I go to therapy on my own, like it's benefiting my marriage, right? Even we may not even talk about my wife in therapy, right? But me working on myself is marriage progress. 
right? Me working on myself is business progress. Me working on myself is weight room progress. But the issue is most people are so hyper fixated on, I've got to lose as much weight as possible. Where as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. <laughs> as much as possible, as quickly as possible. And anything that gets in the way is bad, but it's like, ironically, the people who have been struggling to lose weight the longest have been trying to do it the fastest. So maybe we need to take a step back and do the inner game stuff. That's my biggest wonder, thing. I, I, what I, I agree. And I wonder if people tend to treat it like learning a new skill. Like, I don't know, uh, learning to play basketball or mm-hmm. I've, I've, I don't know if I told you this. I've taken up skeet trap sporting clay Let's shooting. Let's go. Hell so yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it now for six, eight months. Love it, love it, love it. I'll send you a video later on. But that's a very specific skill yeah. set. So it doesn't really need a lot of, and it's a physical skill. It doesn't really need inner, inner work right. for me to learn that physical skill. And I think people think of losing weight as the same thing. They're very detached from it. And they just see it as an activity, like learning a new skill, learning a new hobby. And it doesn't matter that it's taken them 25 years to end up with where they are now. And all the decisions that they've made over those 25 years, they don't see that. They just see oh, tell me what I need to eat for the next, you know, three months so I can yep. lose 15 pounds or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and they, it, they're very, there's a very much a disconnect. And I also truly, truly, truly believe for people that I talk to, we all have our ego in the way. Sure. And we all think I can do this on my own. Yep. I'm a smart person. This isn't complicated. I know what I need to do. I'm just going to count my calories and do this. And maybe I'll mm-hmm. be intermittent fasting for a while. And, <laughs> and, you know, maybe, maybe I'll only drink on weekends and, you know, or I'm going to start going, you know, cycling every day. Right. And that's going to take care of it, whatever. But I don't need help. I don't need help. I can do this on my own. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, I think a big piece of it is, um, I think there is a lack of awareness around what the actual struggle is. Like people think like, let's say they binge eat, like, like every person I know that binge eats their first inclination is to actually give themselves more rules, right? They like, they struggle with binge eating and they're like, you know what? I'm going to cut calories lower. You know what? I obviously need to work out more. Versus if we think about it logically, we go, well, why am I binging? Oh, it's because of restriction. Oh, it's emotionally driven. Let's take care of that stuff. That's the way like the logical mind works around it. It's just like if my car all of a sudden made really weird noises when I turned left, I wouldn't say I better turn the radio up really loud or you know what? I guess I guess need to drive faster. I need to yes. turn harder. I would go, oh, I bet there's a mechanical problem for the me- mechanisms, mechanisms that make it go left. I'm going to take this to a mechanic. But like the problem is when it comes to weight loss, because it's so impatiently driven, it's so societally driven and it's so emotionally driven. We think the answer is just more effort. It's why my biggest pet peeve with coaches um, is they just say, oh, you obviously don't want it bad enough. And it's like, no, it's like, now I I think, don't get me wrong. I think there are some people who truly don't. I think a lot of people think it would be nice to have the goal and they don't truly want it. But I think the majority it's the answer is not work harder. The answer is not, um, what's your why more? No, the answer is you're fucking restricting or the answer is you're fucking impatient or the answer is your expectations are off or the answer is you're suppressing your emotions with food. The answer is you got some inner child shit that you never let go of that. We got to do some work around, you know, and but that, that was me. Cause I thought, well, I'm obviously not motivated enough. I'm obviously not disciplined enough. I obviously don't want it badly enough. I I'm a failure. Those were, those were totally where my, where my thoughts were coming from. And it's, uh, that's tough. And the other pet peeve I have about this culture is people are, people say, uh, I'm not compliant, but I want you to reduce my calories. Yeah. 
And, and that's and that's like, well, if you can't be compliant on 2,100 calories a day, why would we think right. you'd be more compliant on 1,850, right? Right. And and yet that's the go-to is more restriction, more rules, yep. try harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's very interesting how mm-hmm. that works. No, absolutely. I think like I think like I said as a whole, I think it's it's an entire lack of awareness where it's like, and I, it's just not a uh, especially in the space of fitness and weight loss uh, and dieting. It's not the normal. Like the normal is somehow still back in the seventies where carbs somehow store fat. Um, versus like, oh, you emotionally eat. Let's totally journal about it. Like it, it still blows my mind that that like. Th- these things aren't as mainstream, especially with how much like mental health is mainstream now, thankfully, yes, yes, like therapy, yes. like my, like friends or people like when, like I meet someone new and we talk about therapy, it's not like the stigma anymore that like, let's say I go to therapy and my wife goes to therapy or whatever. It's well, not, stig- it's not <laughs> stigma. It's not as stigma as much anymore, but the whole concept of like, oh yeah, I emotionally eat. So I'm going to go sit with it. It's still like, what the fuck you need to just cut more calories. Like it's unfortunately it's still at that spot. So, but hopefully we'll be fixing because that people don't equate because eating everybody eats Mm -hmm. so people don't so people think it's normal people think it's just a given right and that we should all be able to somehow adjust it and that these issues aren't uh related to what's going on between our ears everyone thinks it's a uh like a a black and white thing where it's like the whole food is fuel food is just this and it's it's true it's not it's it's like it's it's even like i mean very few things actually in this life are black and white you know what I mean? Like, um, when, when I try to always tell, uh, tell people like whenever, like they you go down the rabbit hole of like, Oh, food is only fuel. And I'm like, that's like, that's literally like saying your house is only shelter from the storm. The last time I checked, everyone's got pretty shelves. Everyone's got paint on their walls. Everyone has a TV in their living room. Everyone has a bed. Everyone has drapes that don't need to be there. Everyone's got trim around their door to make it look nice. Yeah. But like if, uh, if, if, if your home is purely shelter from the storm, then you don't need that stuff that, but, but it's not your house is shelter from the, from the storm. It's home. It's where you raise your family. It's where you connect with your spouse. It's where you create memories. And like the list goes on, but like one of the functions is, yeah, it does. It's nice when it rains, but food is the same thing here that people don't, that, that really need to hammer that home is food is so much more than fuel. Like, yeah, it is that, but it's also how we experience, how we celebrate, how we, how we uh, entertain how the whole nine yards. It's the same thing, you know? And, and that, that was something I, I'm very sociable and COVID kind of helped, but that's really tough <laughs> to think about how many times you go out in a week to eat. Yeah. And, and so how do you navigate that mm-hmm. when you're trying to be mindful of your caloric choices? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really hard. And yeah. you have to make some hard decisions there too and pre-plan. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's when kind of the fuck it's come in. It's too much work. Life shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. I'll, I'll just do an extra spin class, whatever. Yeah. Right? But Jared, if I hadn't found you, and I, I was thinking about this, knowing that we were going to be talking today, I was thinking about this. Like, if I hadn't discovered you, it'd be really shitty. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That's so kind of it you. It would be really, really, really shitty. Absolutely. It's uh, very, very, very lucky. I appreciate that. You know, even like, you know, like, cause I'm no different than anyone else. Right. Like negative thoughts still creep in and self, I still have self doubt and things like that. And it's stories like that, that like, like it, it means a lot. Like, cause like even, even to this day, like, you know, I'm not a superhuman. Right. So like, I still get thoughts of like, man, am I actually making a difference or is this actually helping that many people or whatever? So, um, so the fact that, that you, oh, you say you those things is really, does. I appreciate that. 
And, and I also think too, that we have to give ourselves enough grace to realize we talk a lot about progress, not being linear, right? Life isn't linear. Right. And, uh, I, I, I totally expect that there will be times when I will still grab that bag of potato chips and my hell of a sure. and my thing full of jelly beans and away we go. Those things happen, but as time goes on, it's less and less and less yeah, further apart and, 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 and that's, it's, it's not an on off switch. Like you said, it's not black and white. Yeah. There's growth and everything else comes along and it's, uh, it's, it's part of it. And then I get excited thinking, Ooh, what will I do next? Yeah. What, will I talk to, what will I talk to Jared about next? What right. will the next adventure be? What will yeah. the next challenge be? Every because new level comes with it. A new devil every time. It does. I love that. Every new level comes with a new devil. Okay. I'm going to yeah. remember that because life is not static. There's always no. something happening. Right. So yeah. it's a, uh, it's a big part of it. Yeah, so, yeah, 100%. Well, Marjorie, this has been awesome. Thank you again so much for doing this. I know this is going to help well, a you. lot of people. And uh, I'm beyond proud of you. You're you're a breath oh. of fresh air and have amazing energy. And uh, I'm just grateful to you know have been able to help a little bit. So uh, Right again, back at you, my friend. <laughs> I enjoy the community so much. I really, really do. I Great love team. Love the energy. And your social media presence, things you've been doing there. I mean, that was what I think first caught my attention. Yeah, I it's, appreciate that. It's, you, you put so much effort into it. You really do. And it's quality material. That's Thank you so much. The, that's the other part that makes it magical. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Marjorie. So I'll talk to you soon, okay? See you on the flip side. See ya. Bye-bye. And welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for watching today's episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, I really, really appreciate it. I know this is a longer episode. Um, but like I said before, I really hope after hearing Marjorie's story, it gave you hope and it gave you um, some insight on like, wow, I really do need to tackle my inner game. I really do need to take this to another level and really get on the other side of this stuff. Because again, like we talked about, the answer is not more fitness. The answer is not more complex stuff. The answer is not more dieting. The answer is probably, to be honest, taking a step back and not focusing on weight loss as much and focus on fixing your inner game. Because if you don't, like you're just going to keep on this cycle and I don't want you to suffer anymore. And I want you to be truly happy. And you'd be shocked at what just focusing on your inner game for the next three, four, five, six months will do. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I also want to give you that opportunity because if you, if you know what to do and you feel good with this, I want you to run with it and be so fucking successful. It's unreal. And I apologize if you can hear all these reminders. Um, now here's the thing though. If you have no idea how to do that, um, I do have an opportunity for you and this is only for you. I'm not putting this anywhere else. I'm putting this in the podcast show notes. If after listening to that and you're like, wow, I want to, I want to have what Marjorie has, but now, and you want to go through the same thing she did. Um, I am going to leave a special link for my 180 Academy below. Um, you've seen what it did for her and countless, countless others, to be honest. Um, and I want to cut you a deal and I'm a big fan of action takers. So I'm going to give you a special offer, um, below if you're one of those people who are like, okay, I want to do this. So here's, what's going to happen. My academy is normally $2,000. Um, it's a one-time fee. It's normally that much, but I'm not going to charge you that much for it because you listen to this episode. Cause like I said, I value your attention. This is a really long podcast episode. Um, so if that's you and you're like, okay, I want to change this and I don't know how, and you want to go through my academy, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars off. Like this is the price that I sold it when I launched it originally at pre-sale. Um, so that's a huge discount. So I'll leave a special link below where you can get my academy for just $9.97. Like I said, I'm going to give you uh, an entire $1,000 off because it's normally a $2,000 product. 
But the cool thing is I'm going to throw in some other stuff. So because I appreciate you and I really reward action takers and I want you to change your life. So I'm going to throw quite a few other things in here with this. So number one, you're going to have lifetime access to the academy, which means you are going to be able to go through the modules as many times as you want. Um, There's not a time limit. You go through it at your own pace. But then also this means when over the course of time, when I add more modules to it and I already have modules I want to add to it, like since I've, since I've, the thing has, since the thing has birthed, if you will, um, you'll get automatic access to those. So let's say this time next year, let's say it's $4,000. Well, because I've added so much more, many more research, many more resources to it, you're going to be locked in and you're not going to ever have to pay anything more for it. Like it's grandfathered in. It's a one-time investment. That's it. So, um, but then I'm also going to give you lifetime access check this out, lifetime access to my paid mentorship group. So my uh, psychology of fat loss mentorship group um, is normally a couple hundred dollars a month. So you're going to pay like $2,400 a year for that. Um, now, if because you went through or going through the academy or getting everything here, I'm going to bundle a lifetime access with that totally for free. Like, again, people pay $2,400 a year just to have access to my paid mentorship group where there's like live Zoom calls with me, workouts every month, nutrition help, the whole nine yards. But I'm going to give you lifetime access to that totally for free, just because you're going through the academy and you're coming from here. So like I said, I will leave a special link below where you can get access to all this stuff, um, where you can invest in yourself and change your life forever. Like I said, I'm not putting this anywhere else. It's only here. Um, and it's going to be in the podcast show notes. And if you have any other questions, never hesitate to reach out to myself or my team. You can always, uh, I'll leave contact info below there as well. Um, but otherwise, like I said, guys, I appreciate you. And whether you buy the course or not, whether you invest in yourself or not, I want you to know that the answer to all of your problem, all of your problems is the inner game is diving and going all in on you and your inner foundation. And that's it. So I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will talk to you next time.